Good morning folks, how's it going? I'm not long up, how are we doing? Oh it's 7.35, so it's not that early. But the sun's just coming up. We've had an amazing week actually. No rain and cold, cold sunny days, which is my favourite, October just it can be the best month and usually is it's definitely my favourite I'm out without my camera however I've got a new iPhone the 11 so I'm going to take pictures anyway I took some yesterday down Brodick Beach using the the wide lens and it's Bloody great, actually. Well, it's not coping so well with the sun. If only I could figure out a way to do manual settings on it. I'm sure I can do it, I just need to figure it out. Anyway, goodness, I'm rambling about nothing here. Out with the dogs, I just woke up, I had the most intense dream. And it got me thinking about all sorts of things. This week I've been waking up early with no alarm I'm not sure whether it's anxiety or just a simple clock change last Sunday perhaps a combination who knows I'm trying to practice mindfulness and I mean, yesterday was hellish yesterday was what I would call a day of death very difficult day and it felt, it felt a bit like Christmas, you know, just because so busy, the post office physically. However, none of it was customer related. It was all to do with clearing the place out. And I got home about half past six, I think, quarter to seven, which gave me no time to sit down which is probably a good thing because I had my AA meeting at half past seven and my wife and I are both very stressed right now so there's a little bit of you know not being so tolerant of one another's foibles and that kind of thing and I'm just trying to acknowledge that as well it's not personal it's just stress related and I need to work on that but it was nice it was nice getting to a meeting. I stepped in the meeting and it was it was instant comfort. And I was the last one to talk. It kind of <laughs> it went down clockwise and then somebody jumped in on the other side and then it started going anti-clockwise. But I still knew when it was going to be me because I was last. And uh, it was interesting, I didn't feel like talking at all. I felt like just sitting in silence. But I did talk. I thought, I'll just start talking and see what comes out. And that's pretty much how I, how I roll. And that's what I did. And it was good, you know. I talked about mindfulness there. That's 
that's kind of what I'm trying to practice. Uh, you know, speaking last night, it came to mind that this is a highly emotional time for me because the changes I'm going through right now are huge, you know. I've been running a business that I don't enjoy for 12 years. You know, when I started that business, Hamish was barely talking. If, in fact, he was talking. Freya was at nursery school. So when we moved here to Aaron, Hamish was one and a half. So all of his memorable life has been here. And I've been doing that job for that whole time. And yeah, it was good to talk about it last night because, you know, it it showed me that this is not something to be taken lightly. And of course, there are going to be emotions bubbling up. And i just got to acknowledge it and sit with it, you know, and try. Try not be a dick, you know, when my wife is stressed and acts in a certain way. I don't need to be judgmental. I don't know where all that's coming from, though. Been in a strange place all week, okay? It's been... It's been weird. I talked about Monday when I played my gig and it felt it felt weird because that was the day that my job finished pretty much and I felt in a weird place I felt a little bit unhinged and that actually made for a good gig which is something to acknowledge so yeah what's got me talking at this time in the morning before I've even had coffee well it's the dream it's the dream I'm reading a book right now called I'm Okay, You're Okay, which I got from my very good friend. And it's looking at childhood memories. It talks about three kinds of people. There's the child, there's the parent, and there's another one. I can't remember. I'm only on chapter three. <laughs> But it talks about the child as not the child, but the, ch- the person with the, with the... I don't know, it's difficult to explain. You should read it. But really it's looking at memories, childhood memories and trauma. And in the dream last night, or this morning, because I just woke up, having just had the dream, my dad was in it. And my dad died in 2009... So he's been gone a while, 10 years in fact. In fact, it's 10 years, like now. He died in November. She, that's freaky, that didn't even dawn on me. Right at the beginning of November. (laughs) Wow, okay. That makes a bit of sense. He hasn't been on my mind. Well, not any more than usual. Although... 
Last night we did talk about someone else in AA who just lost his dad. A good friend of mine. And we spoke about... Well, he mentioned to me how he was feeling and I was like, yep, I know. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. I've grabbed a bit of that as well. I thought my dad's being in my dream was all down to my bubbling emotions, but there's obviously more to it. It's the 10-year anniversary, almost exactly. And we spoke about a friend of mine who lost his dad, and it reminded me of when I lost mine. So, interesting, huh? But the point of the dream was... I mean... I have a lot of what I would call missing memories. It seems that my brother remembers stuff that I don't. My brother's younger than I. And I feel like there's large chunks of my childhood that I just don't remember. And which I know I should be able to remember. It's weird. Now I have looked at photographs when my mum died I brought home all no in fact it was when my dad died I brought home all of the family photographs that were in, a, in shoe boxes and I scanned them all I made a timeline as best I could and people, places, names that sorts of thing and so I've gone through all of the childhood pictures of me and my brother and I've showed them to my brother and he's helped me out with some memories and stuff. I also went through them with my mum before she died and got some missing information but by then you know, it was too late for some of the stuff because it was my dad's pictures or his mother's pictures and so we couldn't fill in a lot of names or places or stories and I really regret that. You know, if you do listen to this and you still have family members of which to ask questions or of whom to ask questions then you should do that I know you always think I'll get to it but, but get it done because family history you know, I've come to understand that it's very important but back to the childhood thing well okay let's talk about the dream first in the dream my dad was with us in oh, it seemed to be like a restaurant or a, an arcade or a restaurant with arcade games in Ayr which is pretty much where I grew up my mum grew up in Ayr and I grew up in Prestwick so we were in Ayr, my dad was there with us in this restaurant as was Freya, my daughter and my dad was not allowing her to go out with her friends and come back at 9 or 10 or 11 at night. In fact, the time of return was not even mentioned. He just wouldn't let her go. And I stood up to him. And we were shouting at one another. And I said, well, she's going. She's been very good all day. And I'm going to allow her to go. And it's funny because I felt like I was defying my father in the dream. That was a word he used a lot, defying. And, you know, the idea that I make decisions for my daughter didn't really come into my thought patterns. It was more a a defiance of him. Which is interesting. 
At least I find it to be so. And then I went and walked with Freya to the doors of the shopping mall that we were in and said, you can go, forget what he says, I'm telling you, you can go, but be back by 10, I told her. That's where the, the time of return comes in. So I want you home at 10. She said 11, I said no, 10. Don't test me on this. <laughs> so that was the dream, which has made me want to come out this morning and talk into my microphone. So it's got me thinking, as you can tell. You know, my childhood memories is the trauma there. My dad was strict. He did use that word defy a lot. He did belt me and would later say that he didn't want to do it, but he felt he had to. I mean, he never had a father. His dad died when he was three or two. I can't remember exactly. I've got dates and things, but it was he didn't remember his dad so he grew up with his mother and his mother was had a hard life you know that's that's the times that it was working hard single parent two children and you know you don't really start thinking about that stuff till you're older or become a parent yourself so he he grew up with his mother and he went to war his national service days and he was called up and went to fight in Korea, something about which he never really spoke to us. Although he did, I later found out, in fact it was at my mum's funeral, where I spoke to a cousin of mine. So that was my dad's sister's son, who joined the Navy as a young, as a young man. And he said that his mother, my dad's sister, asked my dad if he would come and talk to her son to try and talk him out of it. So I'm guessing that my dad's sister knew something of what my dad had gone through. I don't know. They had not a bad relationship that I remember. You know, my, my dad and his aunt. That's how I remember them. So perhaps she did know, but anyway, the long shot of it was he tried to talk my cousin out of joining the Navy, and it didn't work. So my cousin did join the Navy. And... Oh, the dogs are dragging and sniffing. So, yeah, I don't really know where my dad got his ideas of, of punishment and discipline... I don't know if his mother belted him. I suppose it's possible. But that's how he was, anyway. He was he was a strong, strict, doer, philosophical, quiet. A lot like me in many respects. And so, I never, you know, recent... Well, not recently. I've never thought of him as as having been a bad dad, you know? But we never really spoke very much 
There's always my mum that I would speak to. And, you know, I've, I've come to a conclusion now that perhaps there is some trauma. In fact, having read some of that book, I know where it's going to go. And I've, I've spoken to my friend that recommended it to me, so I know what his views are. That everyone has childhood trauma, even to the point of going through the trauma of being born. You know, that stays with you in some respect. And I'll say everyone's trauma is unique, but not that part. Everybody's born, right? So, yeah, it's just something I'm thinking about. You know, is that where my kind of depression comes from and my propensity to brood? My anxiety? My depression? It's something that you know, it's, it's really interesting for me to look at now and see if I can come to some sort of, well, not conclusion, because I don't think it will ever conclude, but, you know, just move along my journey a little bit and get a little bit better. I had a good chat with Freya yesterday, my daughter, on the way home from picking her up at night. She'd been out with a friend and they'd carved pumpkins together. And she's just written an essay about uh, models and body types and how the you know social media portrays people in a certain way or how people portray themselves in social media in a certain way and how that can lead people to feel unhappy with their own bodies and that sort of thing. It's very interesting, I should read it. It was my wife that read it because she was helping her cut it down from higher level to national five level in other words chopping out about a thousand words or something and it was she who explained to me that at the end of the, the essay Freya had had basically confessed that she has thoughts about her body type that are quite negative so I had a good chat with her about that <laughs> my dad would never have done that with me so you know I wouldn't say the cycle is broken, if there even is a cycle. I'm just being being me, you know. And as you can tell from the fact that I talk into microphones when I'm out with the dogs, I am a talker. I do like to analyse my thoughts. I don't really do it with my wife. I sometimes think about yesterday's. If you've listened to my most recent episode, where I spoke about someone who came into the shop and confessed to having some mental health issues and my initial response was let's go for a walk, I mean I didn't say this to her this is what came out on the podcast, you know, thinking talking to her would maybe help her, maybe help me and I thought why the hell don't I talk to my wife about this stuff because I don't but the fact is if I'm walking she's working and if she's free, then I'm working. But that's all about to change, isn't it? It's going to change as of next week. So perhaps my wife and I will have time now to to work on the relationship and talk more. That would be great. I would really like that. Anyway, so... Yeah, these are my thoughts. Trauma... And 
depression and family and cycles and and love and relationships. Pretty deep for half past seven in the morning, but last dreams for you, huh? Don't know if this has been interesting. Certainly been useful for me. I expect my dad will be in my thoughts quite a lot over the next few days. And uh, that's a good thing, right? Thanks for listening, folks. Bye for now. Hey, folks, how's it going? This will be number two today. I forgot I'd actually recorded this morning. And here we are at the end, almost, kind of, of the working day down Brodick Beach, half past four. It's getting dark now. Looking out a little swan bobbing along in the water. It's been less stressful today, but not a day without stress. I think today was going to be the last day that the shop was open, but it was busy. And we're nowhere near done with all the stuff we have to do. So we're going to open again tomorrow. See what happens. I just sold a fridge and a microwave on the Facebook Aaron Sales and Wants page. 20 quid for each. That's not bad. It's better than going to the tip, right? And still got a kettle to sell. A laser printer. A whole bunch of other stuff. So it's, it's, it's a crazy time. But we had a lovely encounter this morning with our neighbour. He came in and offered his services tomorrow to help us shift things. And not only to shift them, but to store them in his barn. Which is right next to our house. He's an actual neighbour. He's got a huge barn that we used to look out of when we were washing the dishes. We used to look out over, but then we moved the sink after we got the kitchen redone. But you can see it out the kitchen window. It's right next to the house. So he said he goes by the name Recycle Michael, which I found quite funny. And he's going to help us store and allow us to have a bit more time to start shifting stuff. And he's even offered that perhaps he could use some of the shelving and stuff for his own barn. So there you go, neighbourliness at its best, folks. It's really nice of him to do that. So, how am I feeling? Well, I've just eaten three chocolate biscuits. If that should tell you something, that's not a thing I'm supposed to do given my type 2 diabetes and all that and I feel kind of bad now they were really nice chocolate biscuits so at least there was a little bit of pleasure but you know I can feel them in me now shouldn't have done it but tonight I'm not going out so I should be able to stay home and well, I think my new camera bag will have arrived today. That's something Lorraine doesn't know about. Oops. So that was a... I can't even remember the brand now. 
I'll come back to you on that because I'll probably review it simply because when I was looking up camera bags myself the ones I was looking at were um, can't even remember the names of them now one was an adventure which was the bigger pack and there was a smaller one no, can't remember it was between two and uh, I think it was Athlete no no, it's not there it's not there but I found one single review of a different backpack from a company that I hadn't heard of and whose name also escapes me and they released a bag on Kickstarter and they had two versions they had a 36 litre and a bigger one I forget the capacity I went for the bigger one do you know why? because I'm sick to death of not being able to fit all my gear in my bag and having to take two bags and also it has the most amazing roll top compartment on the top for putting in jackets and sleeping bags and you know comes with one single well I bought one single ICU internal camera unit or something like that but they, I think they call it something else I think ICU's from a different brand which was the one I was looking at so if you know which brand it is that sells ICU's for their bags that's the one I was looking at or one of the ones so yeah I got the big one and it should have arrived today I got the message from DPD to say it was going to be delivered yesterday which means today because of the Aaron tax you know everything's an extra day so when the couriers tell you that they're coming, that means they're not coming till the next day. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I will, I'll do a review because I haven't actually seen that many reviews on YouTube, which for camera bags is kind of unusual. So the one I did see was a six month review by an English guy who was reviewing the 36 litre and one of the features I really liked when he was doing his review was the kind of netting thing that you can attach to the front which you can stuff a jacket into because that's the thing I'm always wanting to do even when I'm out urban shooting, you know in a city or whatever you want to take a jacket but you're too warm and all that so, you, you know, it's a clever feature I am a little concerned it might be too big for urban, however I've still got my peak design, which to be honest I don't really like. I've got the peak design 30 litre bag. I think it's called the Everyday Carry or something like that. And I just don't like the design. But what kind of really put me off it was, you know, I like the way you can sling it to your front and open the side up to get your gear out. But there have been many occasions when I've done that. And then the zip hasn't gone round the bottom corner bit when I'm tugging, tugging, tugging. Of course, you've only got one hand because you've just taken your camera out your bag. And it's really a pain in the arse. You end up having to take the bag off and zip it up. And you know, what's the point in that? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what I'll do. I'll see how this bag is. It might be ideal. I mean, even if it's big, if it's not fully laden, it might be okay for urban 
I don't know, I'm used to carrying backpacks anyway, so it may be that this will do even for hiking and I'll be able to sell my Osprey bag, which, you know, I don't really use. I bought that for hiking, actually, and then I bought a small ICU to carry my camera around in, and it, fit, it fitted in the bottom compartment where the, you know, the sleeping bag's designed to go. But, well, to be honest, I haven't actually hiked this year. And when I do, I like to put my my camera on my Peak Design capture clip. And I tend not to take two cameras and multiple lenses. You know, I just take one, one camera, one lens. So there's little point in having an ICU in a, a hiking pack. So the new bag, which really will be for, you know, going to shoot gigs in Glasgow and stuff like that, which I've done twice now. And last time, in fact, both times, did I have my Tenba bag? No, I didn't. First time I think I took my low pro shoulder bag and my peak design bag. Second time, peak design bag and Tenba roller. Which was okay. In fact, better than okay. But I ended up taking too much gear because what I don't want to do is empty the Tenba because it's kind of storage and for crofters. Oh, listen to me. I'll figure it out, man. You don't want to hear all this, do you? I'll save this for the YouTube review. So, heading back to post office. I don't think we're going to hang around tonight, given that we've decided that we'll probably be in on Saturday as well as tomorrow, which is Friday. So today's Thursday, the Halloween. Yeah, the 31st. Last day of the month. And it would have been nice to finish on the last day of the month, but it just isn't going to be feasible but it's been a very tiring day, quite a physical day I actually got my 10k steps in before coming out for this dog walk simply by walking from the shop through the back counter to the bin from the bin to the car back to the counter, you know lots of steps not working up a sweat or anything but lots of movement so pretty tired Looking forward to getting home. Rain's just coming on, which is a shame, because Halloween. The kids will be going out guising tonight. And it's a real shame, because we've had some real clear skies over the last few days and crisp nights. That's a bummer. Freya's going out to a school party. There's a Halloween party at the school, which is usually pretty good. And uh, Humshi will be staying in. I think he wants to go guising, but he doesn't really have folk that he hangs about with. Anyway, I'll leave it there for today, folks. Yeah, it's been a good day, actually. Stressful, but pretty good. So, we'll leave it there. I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Bye!